Get all that shit out of the way. Get all that shit. Is this an ASMR podcast? Hold on. ASMR. We're going to have people masturbating to this. I'm going to sip my Bud Light. No. It's refreshing. Ooh. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Uikukui. This is Ricky Ariza. And Ernesto Ortiz. And today, we have a lovely guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? I would love to. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, my name is Brad Tobias. Yes. Um, hello. Welcome. Hello. And I've known y'all for a minute or two. I've known y'all from being out and about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Mr. Ricky and I have been working together for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I thank you for taking control of this show, Brad. What was thank you for taking control of this show already. <laughs> right from the beginning. She's just, this is Brad's show. Organized. Which is organized. <laughs> he is very organized. Don't make Unlike me do more us. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> unlike us unlike us awesome so what do you do in the community brad how would, how, would you, how would you intro yourself well by day i work in grants and programs at the arizona commission on the arts Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. down in the historic roosevelt district of yes. phoenix because <laughs> everything in downtown phoenix is historic, historic on row um yeah that's by day and then uh, by night, I, uh, I, I'm known to put on some hips and heels and hair and uh, entertain the children as Miss Kim Etiquette from Connecticut. So. Ooh, Ooh, from Connecticut. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I love that. She, she bi-coastal. Oh, I love that. And then, then some, you know, some little volunteering here and there. But. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you. Oh, thank welcome you for to the show. Happy Yay. to be here. Wikukui is a podcast of all things scary, queer, and Latinx. But we also like to remember that our culture is filled with joy and beauty and complexities. And this is also an educational podcast. So get ready to get educated with... So today's guest eso is Throwing Shade. So tell, tell the audience about what Throwing Shade is. You don't know means. what Throwing Shade is? I mean, I know, but I, they may not. I'm about to throw shade on you for not knowing what throwing shade is. (laughs) Throwing shade is a subtle, what it's defined as, throwing shade is a subtle way of disrespecting or ridiculing someone verbally or non-verbally. We're real good at it in the gay community, in the LGBTQ, queer plus everything community. Could we have an example? Yes. Brad, could you provide us an example? Brad, do you have an example? Or Kim? Um, Yes, put on Kim. Yeah, okay. Puts on glasses. (laughs) Yes. Because she's literate fish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's oh, you're beautiful. Ooh. Look at you. Well, hello, Those darling. glasses bring out everything oh, in you. Wow. Yes, as they say, a little bit of hair and a little bit of paint make a woman what she ain't. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, shade. Um, well, Ricky, I. I don't have to tell you that those shoes are terrible because you know that those shoes are terrible. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, you shady. Oh, I know. You shady. So that's a real, a real general shade. Yeah. And then, that's, 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 shade. that's a mm-hmm. that's a shade one hundred one. That's some shade one hundred one. That's some yeah. shade one hundred one. That's mm-hmm. now what's some specific shade? Like if you were to. And and really, shade is sometimes we use shade to as a defense mechanism, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's um. Or like it could be like a directive, so we could be like, "Give it up for Ernie! Give it up! Give it up! Give it up for Ernie! Give it up! Give, give up Ernie! Give up!" <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, Ernie, 
Please. I feel like you Please. hosted the last show I was in. Because <laughs> it was just as quiet. Like everyone, be real quiet. Yep, that was my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so throwing shade is just, uh, how would you wrap that up for us? How would I wrap it up? I want to say being shady, but uh, <laughs> what's another word? I will pull from um, from Miss Jujubee herself. Oh, do it um, from from the fabulous season two of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Um, you know, say someone has you know maybe maybe not the best smile, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, "Oh, honey, was your barbecue canceled? Because your grill is fucked up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would a straight lady throw shade? Because because it, it happens. It's it's funny because like you can tell what they're trying to do, uh-huh. and it lands like yards away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Ooh, girlfriend, your shoes don't match your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Carol. (laughs) Susan, you're shady. Did you put raisins in the potato salad, Karen? (laughs) You put raisins in the potato salad. No, I am the manager, Carol. I am the manager. Oh my god. (laughs) So that's shade. Mm Mm-hmm. Or rather, um, I think this one came from Darian Lake. Um, Ernie, you remind me of a Russian doll, Mm -hmm. full of your. Self. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to make one up. No, I don't got anything. <laughs> See, it, it has to. It's, you need that like authentic, off the cuff sort of response. You know. Right. Yeah, I feel like um, if someone's coming for me, all oh, like it gets turned on. The shade machine comes on. Mm-hmm. Don't come for me, bitch. Because God bless you. Shade can just be a look too. Uh huh. Just be like, yeah. See, I'm good at the looks. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at the words. The nonverbal communication. Yeah, the nonverbal. Because I would say I, something mean, like "That's why your mom died." You know, oh, and it's just like, and it's just like, like way too. Not real. even shade. Like, that's whoa, fucking mean. That's just horrible. This is Ricky. Mean. <laughs> See, and that's because shade has. There's like a subtlety, right? Yeah, or yeah. not. I don't know. <laughs> there's truth, but there's a playfulness to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I remember my mom meeting <laughs> one of my brother's girlfriends, and she literally looked her up and down. And she's like. <laughs> I was working. There's a there's a queen in in the valley. Her name is Egypt. She's lovely. I love working with her. And I think I went, we were just in the dressing room one day, and I was like, Egypt, you resemble your name. You're like a political war zone full of angry Muslims. <laughs> wow. What was her response? She's like, she's like, fuck you, bitch. Like, yeah, nothing. It was yeah. She share. I just, <laughs> That was a little bit of shade. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, that is throwing shade. Oh, wait, hold on. That is guess Essel. (laughs) 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 Throwing shade is this fucking segment that we cannot land. We'll do some editing. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of Oikwikwik Podcasts, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This is a really great service, guys. I actually just downloaded Bless Me Ultima by Rudolfo Anaya. Mm, I love that book. I do, too. I have, I have, I easily have three or four hard copies around this apartment somewhere. Uh, I have six. <laughs> at your place, you just yeah. You, and you, know, oh, yeah you know what? I just saw I just saw one at a thrift store. Um, <laughs> and I almost got you it. Almost I was got like, it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, we got so many. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, I have a lot of copies because I was doing a lot of research for it because that was actually the first show I directed at Teatro Bravo and you were actually in it. And that was my very first play. <laughs> so if you want to know how the play began, check out the novelization, A 
of Bless Me Ultima by Rodolfo Anaya. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash uikukui. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash uikukui for your free audiobook. How was your week, Ernie? My week? Yeah. Oh, let's see. It was, uh, it's been great. You know, I don't know what's going on with the summer. Like the summer felt like I snapped my fingers and it's gone. Right. Right. So it's yeah. been very, it's very busy. It's blown. Let's see. There's a lot of stand up going on, but, um, some exciting things that are happening. I, I have a new show at, uh, Rotten Grapes Row Row. Uh, Roosevelt Are you Row, down in the basement? Down in the basement. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a storytelling show. So it's a story oh, slam. Nice, so nice. Um, announcements will go out soon. Please follow me and sign up if you like. Because there's the cash prize that you'll win. Lovely. Um, that's the big thing. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. 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 Yeah. I mean, just normal stuff. But how about you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I've been helping out Child's Play for the past few weeks, do some administrative work in their front desk mm-hmm. uh, while they go through some th- through some staff transitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to probably end up taking a couple weeks off. I actually have a little bit of a summer before I start uh, back on uh, back here at Child's Play on stage in Edward Tulane. So what I'll are you see. playing in Edward Tulane? I'm playing the other man. Uh, the brown guy. The brown guy. <laughs> The brown, the brown shape. You're yeah. the janitor. I'm the janitor. You got to... I'm not the janitor, thank God. But I play what's called the other man. Oh, but yeah, the brown guy. The brown guy. No, but it's a great script. It's a really, it's a, it's a really awesome play. I got to see it the first time when they did it uh, four or five years ago, I think. Yeah, people love that that play in the good. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. good. It was a good. There show. was another theater really that show. did it, and everyone was. It's hot. It's all excited. over the country. A lot of theaters are doing it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Oh, nice. But no, that's uh, that's my bag. Yeah. How about you, Brad? How's your week been? Oh, this week was thick. T-H-I-C-C. Ooh. It was kind of good. It was good. No, it was really good. I uh, had, had some birthday shenanigans over the weekend. For some reason, I'm friends with like 8,000 Leos. So between like mid-July to mid-August, it's mm. just like birthday, 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 birthday. Oh, um, so it's a... Yeah. So that happened over the weekend. And then... Uh, Tuesday, I had my, my bingo, my drag bingo at the Womack, the last Tuesday of every month. Yeah. Bingo, yeah, right. no, she didn't. Bingo, no, she didn't. How's that, how's that been going? It's been really fun. It was like the perfect storm. I had a friend who had a friend in the management at the Womack, and they had this idea. They wanted to like diversify their programming, and they approached me, and it just the ideas all coalesced really nicely, and the logistics all worked out, and it just turned into this, you know, once a month, bring in a new audience on what would might otherwise be like an off night on a Tuesday, right? right? Um, and it's growing. We've only been doing it since January, but we, we fill the room really nicely, and, you know, we play five rounds. Cool. Uh, cool. Seven to nine, and, you know, it's a comfortable time of evening, not too late. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the word of mouth is going, and... It's the slow season, so but straight, but, but a, a straight audience, straight bar is the because largely, the yeah, the largely a straight mm-hmm. bar in the community, yeah, largely a straight bar. Once upon a time, when that building used to be Apollo's, there was right. I remember uh, Apollo's. That's where it is. Uh huh. That yeah. used to be Apollo's, okay. uh, and there Which was, was a gay bar. And I know Lady Christian once upon a time did a bingo there, and I think yeah. they had several other drag bingo hosts. So it's kind of cool that they're continuing the legacy. Oh, nice. Right, is, drag it the same, is it the same owners? I don't believe it's okay. the same. No, owners. I don't okay. think, I think so. it's different owners, but. uh but yeah, it's 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 largely a straight audience. Uh, it's largely not largely, but oftentimes people go there for happy hour and then just discover that there's a bingo that's about to yeah. happen, so they stick around. Uh, but yeah, nice, really nice crowd, really receptive. <laughs> Surprise, crowd. bingo! Pretty much, like all of a sudden, this like this like six foot tall dude with a face of makeup walks in, like harassing people at their tables. You know, just trying, they're just trying to enjoy their charcuterie. <laughs> Oh, uh, the charcuterie board. There? Oh, Ooh. bitch. Oh, do not mess with their deviled eggs. Real? Oh, I got to go now. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
sounds delicious. I was going to go and just watch Brad, but now I'm going to order something. Now, now I'm going to get a deviled egg. <laughs> Dude, I have my little station at the front, right? It's like the bingo ball cage, the board, my IPA, my deviled eggs, my cell phone. <laughs> it's this like, it's this whole situation at the front of the <laughs> Some creams, <laughs> some hand cream. My, my powder puff to touch up <laughs> along the touch way. up a little bit <laughs> out of that nose. A treasure troll yeah. for good luck. Can't yeah. rub that belly. A little jewel. <laughs> yeah, the little jewel. Oh, I love it, it. it. It's it's super, super fun. How long have you been doing drag? How, how, how long has the whole journey been? I... So we've all like done like makeup and wigs and like some silly dressing up. Many of us theater theater folk, sure, yeah. right? Um, uh, but the first folk. time, the first time I was like doing an illusion of any kind with a character and like performed to a track. Um, that would have been December twenty nine, uh, December twenty sixteen. Oh, okay, so it was only so a few Kim years. will be three years old. This December fourth, she's a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. Well, that's why we get along. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that means we like being the, the center yeah. of attention. Uh, we like to yeah. party. All we're of fire signs. We're fire signs light me up. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a total, total. You get along with uh, other fire signs. I mean, get along Aries. with other. Wait, fire we got a Sag and Aries and a Leo. We got the whole <laughs> fire Whoa. triad Uh-oh. represented up that's, in here. That's why it's so hot in there here. There we go. Oh. Low. It actually went up a, one degree since we sat down. There you go. Boom. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> too I'm much. looking at the thermostat. <laughs> watching it. What, this place that's is going to go down in flames. Honey. That's the timer for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That how, is long the are, for- how long have we been going? <laughs> I don't know. Yep, what degree right. is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, three years. So three years. And like the Womack, the Womack is your first straight venue you've ever performed at? Or have you ever performed in straight venues? Um. Yes, not and the ven- alternative venues being like non-bar settings, right? So yeah. I've done like some private parties, which I think were largely straight audiences. Um, Pride brings in a lot of um, non-LGBT folk mm-hmm. and youth too. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of performing at Pride on the community stage mm-hmm. is the little like six and seven year olds oh, yeah, who just yeah. like come up and they're full of joy right. to see you. Yeah. And you get to right. kind of have an exchange in a moment with them. And I like to bring people on stage and like walk down the, you know, pull a runway with them. And yes. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's really fun. So, but the Womack is probably the first ongoing gig I've had mm-hmm. at, a, at at a non-conventional sort of performance space. Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you have your own dressing room? If by that you mean the men's room. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> Meet me in the men's room. <laughs> Be back real soon. Yes. Okay. Do you find that Kim, how do I want to say this? Do you find, or how do I want to ask this? Do you find that Kim um, is received differently in different spaces? So like, for example, gay bar, a popular gay bar for those who don't know out here would be Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Being at Charlie's as Kim. Um, where you, where she has performed, you have performed a few <laughs> times, uh, and the Womack, like what what's that reception like? Is it the same? Is it different? Is it you know the audiences run the gamut so much? Um, I think Barbara made a Barbara Seville legendary legendary, the legendary uh, Barbara Seville. She made a post recently, and it was like gay men at a drag show. You know, I didn't like the wig, I didn't like the song choice, but she did good though. And then cuts to bachelorette party girls being like, woo, like just having the time of their lives, right? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Point being that, like, many times, like, the gay male audiences are, like, hypercritical. Right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was, too, before I... That was one, like, sort of turning point in my understanding of, like, drag performance was, like, as an audience member, it's real easy, real easy to, like, get all up in your opinions of what's happening on stage oh, yes. until right. you're actually doing it. Oh, and then yes. you have so much more respect for what's happening on stage and, like, the thought or lack of thought, whatever, that goes into the choices that were made, right? Right. Uh, but, yeah, so... 
the audiences really run the gamut. Like at the Womack, the Womack, I think they come for kind of just like the spectacle of it all. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because with my drag, like I'm very much in on the joke. I'm a six foot tall man to begin with. Right. right? You throw like four inches on my feet and five inches on my head and, and some hip pads. And it's just like, I take up so much goddamn space. Right. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and so, so, by that I mean it's just like I'm aware that there's like a character happening that I'm here mm-hmm. to perform some kind of entertainment role or mm-hmm. MC role mm-hmm. compared to um, some queens who really like their main priority in their drag is to perform gender illusion right their yeah. bot their bodies are better catered to some kind of feminine illusion um, their artistry resides with their makeup skills okay. not that they're not you know not that they're poor performers but um, that's really what the time and energy goes into um, me, I'm not very adventurous with my makeup. I have a face. It's kind of a paint by number situation. I know what right. I'm doing. Um, I spend a lot of my time developing new mixes and uh, storyboarding and time stamping new content. That's like that's how I like to, to spend my time. Um, but yeah, all that to say, yeah, the audiences are widely varied. Yeah, and you know what? We have uh, um, I do stand up. Um, like, come see a show, please. <laughs> uh, but you know, I have I have trouble, and it's not just me. But there's several of us uh, gay comedians that have uh, trouble performing in gay in gay, for gay really? audiences. Um, we'd prefer not to. Like we we'll do the show, we'll do the show, and we love doing the shows. But eating up to those shows, I swear that's where we get ulcers uh, because something happens in those shows. In that uh, that doesn't happen in straight shows. In straight shows, even though you're the gay guy, you're probably the one gay guy on in, on the lineup. They are there to see comedy, and they will pay attention, and and they're living for it. Right? Would you say that you're comedy would you characterize it as like gay humor um i'm talking about i talk about myself and so i happen to be a gay guy um and i like to talk about shitty things that go on in my life um flip them and it turns into something funny right because usually that's what it is Um, but uh, when we perform in in front of gay audiences people are talking over you they're not paying attention they're backstage to you they're ordering drinks they're kicking with their friends they're being really loud and then they tell everyone he was terrible So, so, and I'm generalizing it here, but, but but it happens a lot. So we had a show for two years and those two years were the hardest at a gay bar. Those two years are the hardest, hardest uh, shows that we've ever had. Plasma? Cruising seven. Uh, uh, Cruising seven. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's, they have a show space. It's a great space to perform. Um, the staff was great. Uh, It was a great environment for us, but it was a hard show to do. Mm -hmm. And even, um, would open up the, the, the night to an open mic. And, and since it's a gay bar, I mean, obviously gay people are in there. Um, and the other comics that would come in that weren't necessarily gay, uh, would make the same comment. (laughs) No one is paying attention. They're talking over us. They're heckling the whole mess. Uh, and we used to, we would explain, um, you know, I, this used to be a drag bar and you can drown out a lot of that by turning up the music. We don't have music behind us. Um, so, uh, it's a, it's just a difficult thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. Why I brought that up. But, I don't yeah, know but, but, no, well, well, <laughs> but then you, but then you find at straight bars though, it's the flip, right? It's the flip. It 100%. Like I just did a show at the improv and I was the one gay guy and I know they loved it. I mean, they loved it. I only got to, I, it was so much that I think I told four jokes and I was on there for, I don't know, 10 or 12 minutes, four jokes because, because they were loving it so much. Yeah. And it's over like with my bingo. Cause like there's a handful of, you know, straight married men who are there with their significant other or their wife or whatever. And like, they get such a rise yeah. out of a drag queen. Yeah. They just like, they love the spectacle of it. They are mm. in on the joke with me. I don't know what the fascination is. I don't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. do you think Drag Race has a hand in that? That comfort, right? Um, because, yeah. 
Yeah. It's mainstream. Yeah, it's a mainstream. You can flip acceptance. through the channels, you'll fall on it. I think it's made it's made drag a little less alien. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's 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 um it's assisted in combating this uh notion that drag queens want to be uh want want to be transgender or want or ha- are are trying to right. um I don't know, play with gender in a certain way. I don't know. It has demystified drag for sure. Yeah, because that was mm-hmm. the thing was my next question is like, have you ever had an inter- uh, an interaction anywhere that was negative? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, negative. You know, or at least, I mean, whether it's like you were in drag or like someone just knowing you did drag and did it. Yeah, I, you know, I fortunately can say that I've never had any uh, really combative moments. Yeah, yeah or have I, f- you know, been really threatened sure. in, in my body? Uh, um, the fear is very there. Yeah, right. Um, the fear of entering certain spaces mm-hmm. is very there. Sure. And not that I won't like put a stiletto in your throat. But. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but, um, yeah, large unknown stepping into a space in like, you know, yeah. Full face. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I, some recently that came up, you know, we had a friend that, um, we did, we do, we do gay shows. They hire us to, my friend Gene and I, um, they hire us to do gay shows, produce gay shows. And the idea we had one time is like, who was someone who would be really funny would probably be one of the queens in the community because they're a great host. They can do crowd work, um, amp up the crowd. It's a it's a perfect thing. So we 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 brought a a queen and she did a great job. After we wanted to celebrate a little because the show was awesome and she had that fear. She's like, "You guys, we're on the west side of town and yeah. we're gonna go into a Hooters after this." And I'm in full yeah. face. Yeah. And there's no time for me to change. And we're like, "Oh, it's no problem. You, you're with us." But when I st- I stepped back, I said, "Oh my god, that really was a problem because that it must have been scary for her." I mean, in the, in the variety of experiences, at least if you're in the, a group, that's something of a comfort blanket. Yeah, but like I, I can remember, I was I had to go into a Circle K before a show one time. I forget what I was getting. Um, Lipstick. It, were you very well could be. It's probably some. It was probably like pantyhose. Probably my eight ounce sugar free Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I was like, this is a very this could be a very hostile space, right? right. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Because I experienced that too, right? Like dates. Just as like a gay man? As, as a as queer a gay, man yeah. is just like, like, like I've been on, yeah, I mean. In I've a been, hostile space in a date? Well, no, I mean like, like, like PDA when you're on a date, right? Like holding hands or something. Mm. Like there, there's always, I always have a thought like, I don't know, it's weird. I was, ha- I was talking to a friend about this the other day. It's like, I find that there are on occasions where I will size up the situation. Like if, oh, yeah, some, yeah. if something oh, were to happen, yeah. can I handle myself? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like I can, but you know, just yeah, I don't know. It's that it's that fear of the queer. It's that fear of fear Have of queerness. Read? That fear of fem. That fear of I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm reading um, right now. I'm reading uh, the Velvet Rage. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget who wrote it, but uh, it's called the Velvet Rage: uh, Overcoming the Fear of Growing Up Gay in a Straight Man's World. Right, right. And oh, it's all gonna, about this like this fundamental uh, reaction to like traumatic. He calls it traumatic shame mm-hmm. yeah. at a young age. Yeah. Um, and how that is triggered by moments of invalidation, right? And then that gives mm-hmm. rise to this rage, yeah. right? I'm reducing that really, really low. But point being, you know, when when you're walking, when you're sizing up a space, like you just said, I think that's like I, you're overcorrecting for you know the rage you might feel. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 totally. Ooh, are you overcorrecting, Ricky? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, just like we mentioned earlier in our definition of throwing shade oh yeah yeah um i think i think that's where that the 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 weaponry of shade comes in right like like that's part of sizing the space right like if i can hit you with my wit and i can hit you with whatever that is right you know how how do you make up with that right like this you know that's like like historically been the gay man's defense right yeah (laughs) Yeah. throwing shade 
What she is, did. though? I mean, you're ready. Yeah, you're ready for something to happen. Right. Yeah, you're right. prepared. Right. Yeah. Some shit goes down. I got this. <laughs> art. <laughs> art. The art of shade. <laughs> the art of shade. And you know, I feel like I use that a lot with um, with uh, being a stand-up comedian that's, that's with mostly straight guys. Someone will say something. Never fails. Every single time, a homophobic comic will come out. Really? And, and I don't think it's intentional. Um, it's just a comment that comes out, right? Uh, and I snap back so quick. And they're like, ugh. Ernesto, you're a savage. I was like, well, don't say stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call you out on it. <laughs> so in your artistic journey, what um, what prompted you to 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 perform gender? To, to Yeah. yeah. Um, Where did Kim come from? I mean, at its most basic, like, sheer circumstance. Like, I got... Um, I was asked by the one and only Ophelia Buns. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Oh. I felt uncomfortable. I didn't want to say it. Hi, Ophelia. Hey, Ophelia. <laughs> but she did great in the show, and she felt she, like a for She's listening Anyways. from Denver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she was doing a charity show for uh, 1 in 10. It was their Christmas show. Yeah. And she was doing. we were doing a turnabout show. So a turnabout show being yeah. when you take non-performers, uh, community members, and you get them dolled up, and you throw them on stage, and it gets a rise out of people. And then, by extension, raises a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. I was a theater kid. I hadn't been on stage in years and like, and I hadn't been on stage since I moved here in 2012. So like none of my friends had ever really seen me perform. Um, and so Did I you show up in, in tap shoes. Oh, I, you know, I could have, I was really way more excited about <laughs> the thigh high boots. He's obsessed. <laughs> I love tap shoes. <laughs> oh no, I, I, there was a pair of boots. I just had to, I had to debut. Oh, good. <laughs> Um, and you were working with one in ten at the time? Or? No, I was. Ophelia just approached me. She sent me just a someone from randomly. the community. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." And then through a series of you know talking to queens and you know confirming details, um, yeah, I got. I went on stage. I slayed the children. How did it feel the first time? It was a big blur. It was really warm. Um, but by the time I was done, they were like sweeping money off the stage with a push broom. So that was pretty Ooh. cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did, and then I did my splits. That was fun. Oh, you did some splits, girl. Some splits. Oh, you went for it. Oh, mm-hmm. You said, if I'm going to do yeah. this, I'm going to do this. Piper Mache put me up. Oh. I'm a daughter of Mache. Okay. Okay. Is that your mother? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The mother. Um, yeah, it was just fun. It was total circuit. I, I never, so like five years ago, if you had told me that, I was gonna. I was bound to be like a government employee and a part-time drag queen. I would be like, ha! What a resume! Really? Ha! It's a hell of a resume. <laughs> it's fun. And then, so like that went over really, really well, and that turned into Ophelia inviting me to another show up in Flagstaff, and then um, I did like a newcomer competition around town, and it honestly just snowballed. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It was meant to be. You were meant it to be in heels. To be. And yes. I really, I gravitated towards. I hate wearing makeup. I hate the act of transforming. That's so interesting. I, I don't told like, me this before. Uh-huh. I hate to, I hate stopping my day and wrecking my skin and sitting down and putting on all this product. And it's a lot of makeup. It doesn't have to be, but the way I've learned and developed my paint, it mm-hmm. just includes a lot. Um, you know, I have like really coarse, dark hair that requires a lot of blocking out. Yeah. Um, who helped you paint? Um, I watched Piper a couple of times and then you just, I think I watched, I might have watched Coco St. James once or twice. And it was was honestly, so I did the turnabout show in December and then the next show was in March that I got invited to. 
And I remember saying to myself, okay, I have like three months to begin to kind of learn how to, how to do this. Right. And right. so a, a few nights a week, I would just like sit down and practice. Yeah. It was just like yeah. trial and error. And, yes. And, and I'm going to show you, I can, I can show you some of the early, early attempts. Oh, you're brave. Some, some people wouldn't show that. early camp. Well, lucky for me, early Kim is a face for radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Do you remember what your uh, first song was? Was it a mix or was it one song? Oh, I, I, it, of course, it was like the most extra thing I could have ever found. It was this like hyperactive mix off of YouTube of like all songs that feature the word work. So it was like work from home, work by. You did Iggy a mix Azalea, your first time. Work by. Are you Sierra. Oh yeah. You, w- I would have done something safe like, like I don't even like know, a Celine like song. a Celine song. Although or, she almost wasn't Kim. Um, there were oh, a couple. Yeah. There were a couple alternatives. She was almost um, summer clearance. <laughs> I love summer clearance. That's good. I like yeah, that. summer clearance. Welcome to the stage. What summer would your drag clearance. name be, Ricky? You know, you've thought of them. I've thought of it only based off the like the what's the little thing you could do? Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. the street you lived on, your dog. Well, what would it be? Anyways, mine would be Happy St. Charles. Wait, wait, what is the rule? Happy what is the rule? Saint Charles. It's supposed yes. to be the name of your pet, your first pet and the name of the first street you lived on. However, the first street I lived on doesn't oh sound God. good. You're it's right, Happy right. Dobbins. So I went to the second street I live on, so it would make me Happy St. Charles. Mine is uh, Kitty Gardenia. Yes! <laughs> Kitty Gardenia. That's a... That's I'd go good. to her show. Yeah. Okay, are, are you ready for this? Let's do that. Oh, my God, no. Ah! Oh girl. <laughs> oh girl. girl. Look at that. Look at that that beauty mark. But you know what that is? No, like, I do like the beauty mark. You know what? You look but, like my cousin. But but you know what? But, <laughs> but you look at my cousin Letty. To me, that's like that's a theater person. Like that has like yeah. some theater that's like some well, theater you know, I, training, I, some basic theater makeup. You training. didn't want to get washed down the lights. That was that thing. No, I you know, I walked in knowing like where where like a highlight and where a low light goes, sure. you know, but yeah, like yeah. by no means. Like who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't know? That? Really? I mean, decent, on. only decent people. All you got to do is do one not an animal. Of Into I the mean, woods we're not genius. animals here. <laughs> of course you know what a decent yeah, Of course you would is. know where a highlight and low light goes. Jeez. Get it together. Get it. Theater kids. Theater kids, you know. We know this shit. Yes. Yes, queen. So I thought about I thought about doing Would you? Drag. Would you doll yourself up? I would. I'm thinking about it. Doing, around. I'm, I'm thinking about it this Halloween for, for like a costume. I don't, you know, there was a brief moment in college where I was going to gay bars a lot with friends and stuff and going to Charlie's a lot specifically. And I can't remember what Queens I was seeing. And there were some really great ones. And there were some where I'm like, girl, I, I could try. I'm a theater person. I'm like, I'm a theater person. I could do something if I, I really know, but, but saying you're a theater happened. person, how's that going to look? Right. Well, uh, Olivia Garden's theater person. Yeah, that's true. But so, I always think of mm-hmm. like when someone says they're a theater person, then uh, I don't know why I have this in my head. When they say they're a theater person, I'm like, that costume means something from some play. Probably. Yeah. Either that yeah. or it's some yeah. sort of, Cause yeah. we're all, cause we're all like, what's the reference? <laughs> what's the reference? Yeah. <laughs> I take what this are you from trying to say? the 1973 play, uh, and oh it's some gosh. weird thing. I don't know. I don't know plays. <laughs> I was trying to make this joke land, and I couldn't do it. It's just not working. I gotta say though, Phoenix Phoenix drag has something for everyone. It does it's feel got, that way. You know, it's it got does your, feel your high glam girls. It's got your your pageantry. It's got I call the them, punk rock monster girls. I call now. them my monster high girls. Yep, yeah, they're they're so they're awesome. And I don't know. I float somewhere in like the comedy glam right, situation. Right. I don't know. Um, but what's cool is like, you, you know, some of these dressing rooms were all back there and like everyone respects what everyone does and there's a common, a common language and a common excitement to be there. You know, 
Yeah. I don't do what you do. You don't do what I do, but we're here for this show. Right. Let's put on a good show. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. You know, even though <laughs> I get terrified to do uh, perform in front of gay crowds, being inside of that dressing room, like if you're like a, it's a comedy show, drag combo show, you have the energy in those rooms. Yeah, it's great. Oh, girl, the real show is backstage. Yeah, it is. It is. That's it's fun. As far as just shade and fucking, or just, just, it's just crazy. crazy. And all it's that. like you got this one girl flying by you on the left trying to get out of a corset, and then you got girlfriend over here, like, it's always getting like, her Uber Eats, and you get girlfriend uh-huh. over here, like, that's what I feel That's when it gets crazy with the Uber Eats. Uh, I feel the same with the theater. The carnitana fries. Same with theater. Like, theater, it's always so fascinating what happens backstage. Yeah. yeah. All that, all, just to make everything in front look. You know, I don't realize that until. We we give a, a at Child's Play. We one of the programs is giving people the opportunity to co- to come backstage, um, uh, backstage tour. Um, but people love that stuff, yeah. and I'm like, what? What's the big deal? Well, they love they love like they <laughs> yeah. love it, it. You know, breaks the fourth wall, and yeah. all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's you know, they're they're no longer suspending their disbelief, and mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I feel like when you walk into a drag show, so this idea of like fear, right? Fear of the queer, fear right. of the othering. Um, to a res- to a reasonable degree, you kind of relinquish that fourth wall. Like as a drag queen, like I I will if I feel compelled to fuck with you appropriately, I will. Yeah, I will like you know interact, and there is no fourth wall, and I'll get in your business, and you'll become part of my act. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I I can't say for certain that I've ever made someone like traumatically uncomfortable. No, sure, sure. However, um, I've seen people respond poorly to drag. Mm-hmm. Also, talk, talk about that. Oh, I've seen people leave just straight up like they were there because maybe some, a friend brought them there for their first time and they didn't enjoy it. So they like excuse themselves. Mm-hmm. They're prerogative. Um, but it makes me curious as to what they're responding to. Is it is right. it the man dressed as the woman? Right. Are you just bored? Mm-hmm. You know, there are things yeah. that I just find boring. Is it Whatever. content of the material? Yeah. Um, you mean the people who are gay people respond poorly or straight or I think in all general? The above. I yeah. think all the above. So, okay. Yeah. And I think there's a, a supposition that all gay people like drag. Yeah. That's not the case necessarily. No, yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Ernie has had some. We've had discussions because I love dragon, dragon. I respect dare it. dare you? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. We've, and I told him, I was like, I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> no, but you said so you've, you've, you've pointed out your queens that you love and then you pointed out queens you're like, I just sometimes drag you know what I, I don't like. You know what it is? I think when I, we were talking through this, yeah. I think that it's just been around me for so long sure. that I'm it's not, true. I'm underwhelmed. By no, I, I, I can excited. I can agree with that. Like we were hitting up drag shows for years um, before Drag Race was a thing, right? Yeah. You know, and 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 now it's such a thing. Drag, you know. Yeah. There is so much Dragon Phoenix. So much, so much, so much Dragon Phoenix. So much. I feel it's everywhere, and I don't know. Like, I mean, it's right, to the right, point right, to the point where like that, like that listing in Ion Magazine is like. Oh, I haven't even. Like, that's like, a good a reference. It's like wow. the cheesecake menu, <laughs> cheesecake factory menu of drag. There's just like so much to choose from on like any night, which is a good problem to, i'm glad that these performers have a stage yeah and uh you know there's these you know uh, 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 there's plentiful audiences yeah but i'm just like this market so do you think <laughs> you can make a career out of drag here in phoenix you can know you pay the bills uh if you hustle yeah, yeah i only know I, I know a small handful of full-time queens yeah um and it's, i know barbara i think barbara, I think I'm, barbara not, I'm not sure what her uh what her livelihood consists of um I'll talk about a champion for the community, man. Like yeah. she oh, is just great. there and she always compliments my shirts when I see Oh, her. I love it. <laughs> always. And I will say she uh no one can hold a microphone in a room like she can. No, like, yeah. Period. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. She's Ooh. great. I love her. Yeah. yeah. She is sharp, her. witty. 
I love it. And yeah, and you know, she and I, I would include her in the statement too. I've experienced a lot of kindness in the drag community coming in well, as important. like a new person, and you know, people have been very gracious in offering assistance and and opportunity. Right. Um. So I'm very thankful for that. It hasn't escaped me. I mean, there's something really interesting about what you said as far as like people walking out because of whatever experience that is, whether yeah, boredom or you know whatever. But it, it, essentially, they're reacting to something they're feeling something and i was having this this uh it was kind of crazy at the cci yep. night mm-hmm. we had the other night um at our reception but i was having this conversation with leah leah moss from southwest folklife alliance who i love um hey, and, it, and it's an idea that's kind of always been in my head as far as like doing research and kind of like turn it into something i don't know what it is some sort of like research project just to kind of have conversations but um this idea of drags or not drag space but gay bars having ritual right like like there's a specific nights that you can say but there's some you know specific people who have specific spots there's a certain ritual mm-hmm. that's developed but how the drag queen feels like a shaman of the space right it's kind of like holding of space controlling so the space yeah and how how the drag queen i've even had a friend in grad school who was in his own work was kind of looking at the drag queen as a mother figure for those who, mother who don't have a mother well yeah drag or, kinship or, right is like yeah. a very real entity. yeah, yeah. so that's so yeah it's just yeah i don't know i just felt like throwing that out there as far as this idea is because it's a powerful thing that a drag queen has when they know how to hold the space they can shift that audience right and and it could be from like not only jokes but like how much you're pushing drinks or whatever right oh, but you want to mm-hmm. hear a story can i tell sure, a story yeah, real totally. quick yeah, it's time to do it. so i had been helping the newly crowned miss gay arizona espresso grande hey girl congratulations um so we've been what's, at her, what's her name espresso grande <laughs> congratulations girl. yay you're reigning miss gay arizona um and we it. had been at tempe center for the arts all day doing this pageant and then she finally wins it and she has, has the crown and and i le- i'd been so i'd been on her assistance team for like setting doing her set and cool. helping her out backstage cool and so she wins and I take off. She has a lot of post-show stuff to do and we all go to The Rock, right? Uh, we all meet up there just to like decompress and everyone's coming from different places and we're on the patio and the patio is, it's walled in. It's probably maybe like eight foot tall concrete, like cinder block, yeah, right? And then yeah. it's open air and we're all sitting there. It's crowded. It's Saturday night and in the distance we hear like bang, bang. And so we're like, Okay, we're in a city. We hear that sometimes. We hear that sometimes. Oh, oh, gunshots. Yes, gunshots. And then a few moments later, we hear bang, 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 and it's closer. And that's when everybody falls pretty quiet. Like the, a patio full of people, like oh, the conversation scary. stops. And we're just sitting on the patio, like looking around, right? And then a few moments later, we hear bang, 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 like literally sounding like it's on the other side of this concrete wall at the rock, right? Oh. And. and and panic ensued. Uh, everyone's mind went directly to Pulse nightclub. Yeah, and so it, 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 it we felt like it was you know a shooting was there was an active shooter situation, and so people scurry inside. Um, and it's an interesting to reflect on like how you responded. I went into like communication mode. I'm like tell the management, tell Barbara who's in the showroom. Uh-huh. Other people were finding people. Um, and so the bar went into lockdown. We got everyone inside. Bar goes into lockdown. I'm on right. the phone with 911. Barbara wow. you know, closes her show down. It was ending anyway. But um, people are huddling. People are away from windows and doorways. Yeah. Wow. And um, Eventually, I forget how, but they call Coast is Clear. And ultimately, it was like an assault. It was an aggravated assault police situation that just happened to be nearby. It, mm-hmm. did, it had nothing to do with the bar. Okay. But can you blame the right. room no, for thinking that yeah, it was, you know, what it Everyone was. was on fucking um, yeah, we were alert. in lockdown for maybe like 10 minutes or so. And then 
we hadn't been coast is clear for like three minutes when a, the newly crowned espresso grande walks in ready to party <laughs> with her crown on she's like why is everyone so anxious like what's going on what's going on in here yeah and we're all like a nervous wreck fresh off of this experience right and gra- it took a few minutes of course but gradually um the room establishes equilibrium yeah, and yeah. i don't know if, for those who don't know the rock there's like the main long bar and then it goes into a showroom but no one was in the showroom anymore we're all gathered in the main bar and barbara who had been there kind of took the reins and grabs a microphone and introduces this packed bar to their newly crowned miske arizona mm-hmm. and everyone pulls out their cell phones and puts on a flashlight and we all light Wow. The new newly crowned queen with the light of our smartphones and she <laughs> does a sort of opening number for everyone. Oh yeah. Wow. And so it was a pretty triumphant moment all things considered, but all that to say, yeah, command of space. Yeah. It, you know, sort of holds the scepter, yeah, you know, in the room. Yeah. Um, it was wild, man. Yeah. It I was mean, wild. That idea of like this person holding space and like being the voice of everyone's thoughts or like, you know, the mm-hmm. void that, you know, the personification of queerness and the, yeah, I don't know. Like, is, is it the mother? Is it yes, the, mother. the mother? Right. And is there something extremely right? Like that's such a weird, okay. To make that weird reference about knowing and remembering Barbara commenting on my shirts is such a weird thing for me personally, because anyone who knows me knows I have the weirdest shirts ever. So for someone to go like out of their way and compliment, I don't know. It's just, well, they're, good, out. they're good. She shirts. just, but she just, I don't know. So it's that, it's that she just knew. I don't also, know. Espresso is my girl. Shout out to her. She is. Mm-hmm. The, oh, that's she, fabulous. She's you guys litter with the cell that's phone. Shaman. Oh, shaman of the space. She's shaman of C7 actually. So I do her show oh. every third Friday oh. of the month at cruising seventh. Mm-hmm. She does. Now. Thank, thank grande. It's Friday. And now the and now drags are entering the the children's spaces and doing reading. Well, so talk about a fear the, of fear of the queer. Yeah, yeah. Um, drag queen story time. Yeah, talk been about a that. Highly contentious issue. Yeah, um, I, those have been happening all over the country. Yeah, happening all over the country. They got to the valley. I know that changing hands has had a handful of successful yeah. ones. Yeah. Have you been involved? No, but I've okay. seen them. So those who don't know, uh, drag drag queen story time uh, as a thing that bookstores and libraries all over the country have been having uh they'll have a a drag queen as a guest who comes in and reads this particular book and has kind of like a q a with kids Mm -hmm. um and it's just to break the illusion of gender and to like not make it a thing and and to play with it as well there's a playfulness to all of them but there's been also as we know in this country a ridiculous amount of pushback (laughs) so what's the pushback I mean, how would you describe I don't know, it? I, I mean, don't know, because I don't know if I've I mean, heard the pushbacks. I mean, the pushbacks have been, you know, uh, exposing exposing kids to this kind of uh, grotesqueness, right? Like, this is confusing to children. This is traumatic. It's all about the children. You're, you're making them yeah. gay by doing this. And, you know, the typical, the typical bullshit. Yeah. Um, but no, it's not. Well, it's um, not. I don't know how you know, it would confuse the kids. Right, I know. They know. That, they know. They know themselves. They know. They Everyone know. knows. Everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. They can figure it out. But like you were saying, it feels like there are a couple of, like at least with changing hands, it feels like it's been positive so far. So I think so. I'm not too, I, I could be better read up on the topic, but. Well, so I know we've been bringing up this, uh, we've said it a few times, fear of the queer. Yeah. But I don't think we really explained it. No. What, what is the fear of the queer? Well, how would you describe it? Um, I mean, fear, the fear of queerness, the fear of, um, 
I don't know. I For mean, someone who's out there that's not queer, because all of us here are in the in the room are queer. I mean, because the well, fact. Well, I mean, I, I, well, this is what I'm getting at. Like I said, I I'm in a room a lot of times with a bunch of straight comics. Sure. Um, they'll say comments, and I'll snap, I'll clap back, and try to correct it. Mm-hmm. But do people realize? what's going on or or if they're adding to that fear of the queer or because people are living their lives and they're just reacting to what they've learned um but but what exactly is it Mm -hmm. how do we stop that how do we Mm -hmm. how do we deal with that Mm -hmm. what is it so i think in this instance maybe queer is not necessarily attached to sexuality Mm -hmm. um i feel very queer at like an nfl game Right. Sure. You know, I'm in a place that's foreign to me. I don't I, I don't know the contours of my surrounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't entirely know what's going on in front of me. I like the spectacle of it all. I can sure. get into it and have fun with the people around me. Right. Um, but for people who are in a significantly who are significantly out of a comfort zone of some yeah. kind. Right. I don't know that could that could attend to this idea of mm-hmm. like, I think for me, it comes from this place of like this fear of like flamboyancy being linked to queerness and homosexuality right there's this idea of like the feminizing of the man and mm-hmm. and how you know this you know because this is a whole mask for mask kind of culture right like dudes have to act like dudes and like you know and i think that there's sometimes a fear when there is this feminine nature that a guy will carry around with what, him, what right? is mask for mask Master Matt, oh, so it's a term that uh, will be used in in the in in the gay community when it comes to, like hookup culture, <laughs> where like a guy on social media on social, application. on applications, the grinder. Mass for mass is usually a term where a guy is specifically requesting to be with another masculine person, basically saying he doesn't want to be with someone who uh, who acts flamboyant or feminine mm-hmm. in their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this whole like. Um, how do I want to say fuck it I'm losing my words right now it's like this demonizing of 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 feminine qualities right it's like if, if I if I seek out another masculine person that somehow lessens some yeah. sort of uh, angst I feel about gayness or yeah. right yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. yeah yeah and you'll hear comments that I, I hear from gay guys all the time um, that they don't like dating feminine men or queenie right. guys but I, would, um, I would date a girl yeah, if I wanted to I would date a girl if I wanted yeah. a, a person yeah. to act like a woman right yeah um, no, you wouldn't because you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's that, right? It's that idea of demonizing the feminine and, um, which is, and, which, which is the culture. Right? And to be or clear, feminine culture. is nothing less than, it's not a less. It's not a less than no. thing. No, no, no. This, no, this, no. this is a patriarchal right. uh, notion and thought process, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. Because if a boy is effeminate, or a per, a person is effeminate. A guy is effeminate. That's the guy, right? Right. So yeah. moral of the story is no bottom shaming. <laughs> right. No, no bottom. bottom shaming. But that's no also a thing. I mean, oh, for we real. say it all the time, joking around. Uh, bottom. Yeah. Right. All the right. time. It, I don't know if it'll ever go away. <laughs> right. We don't ever say ugh top. I mean, I'm still actually because that you I say feel that, like I've if never we noticed say, that. Ugh, top. Wow. Well, right. Yeah. Hmm. We puffing off our chest, like yeah, right. Knowing you're a fucking bottom. See, I and, did and, it already again. And people and people do that when someone is just acting particularly queeny, right? Yeah. Like if you like, I don't know, reach over for something with with some flair. It's like ugh, bottom, uh-huh. right? Or look at this lady, lady boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do either of you find yourself still? What? Like catching yourself? Like, like no, no, ca- oh. no, catching yourself. Yes. Do I find myself bottoming? <laughs> okay. Is that what you're asking? That's exactly what I'm getting. Uh, at. Yes. No. But no, but finding yourself like a family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there are fucking children listening. My nephew I listens swear. to this. 
You, you know what? That is past <laughs> giving a fuck what that motherfucker thinks. Like, oh my God. That little bitch is bottoming. <laughs> for bottoming right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be about it. Oh, weird. But I mean, struggling with those internal thoughts. Like, like, do you still find um, those moments of like uh, calling out feminine moments or queerness or I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm attracted I'm, I'm, I, to it. You know that? Like when someone, um, Someone is real effeminate. Like, uh, he, how do I explain this? You know, when you see the gay kids, you see a little boy. See the children. See mm-hmm. the children, right, and you're right. like, the kid's gay. Right. But he's giving you everything, right? Just the way he walks, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, yes. Right. I love that stuff. Okay. I think it's beautiful. Right. But uh, personally, you know, I. But adult men, not children. No, no, I know. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know. That, 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 yeah, I know. But um, I don't know if I'm not. What was the question? I was just asking. I was just generally asking both. Like, do you ever find yourself still struggling with that? Like, do you struggle with that? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I do. It doesn't sound like you do because you said that you are attracted to a feminine. And you know, man. I don't ever think that I'm a feminine. I but I also don't oh, think I'm honey. short. I also <laughs> I know, and I also don't think I'm short. But until, <laughs> until I take a picture, I'm like, who's that little guy? And it's me. <laughs> What's funny is like you ask about like you know, do you find yourself? pointing out like the feminine yeah there's a fine line between like i'm just i'm just extra as fuck to begin right yeah (laughs) right and that and that probably includes some like hyper queeny behavior at times Um, you know people joke that like kim's coming out (laughs) oh god okay okay okay. do you ever get offended by that no 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 i don't um because it's like part of a character i've developed right Mm -hmm. and so of course that's you know It'll she'll peek out every now and then. Yeah, sure. But I keep them very separate. Like I, I know some queens who have like lost their male identity in yeah. their drag persona, mm-hmm. and it's actually it it has. Uh, it, it, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, do, do you mean? Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. What am I trying to say? Um, no, them. I know exactly what you're talking. Well, about. no, as in like it, it, it has had like profound mental ramifications on them because nobody knows who they really are. They only know this stage persona. Yeah. Oh, got it. Uh-huh. Got it. Mm-hmm. But they don't identify as women. They, Correct. Just, mm-hmm. It's yeah. just the persona of, mm-hmm. of the drag character. Interesting. So even if Which I, makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, we see that in, in performance, like theater performance and acting. Or, you yeah. know, we'll get mm-hmm. in the method and get lost in it. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, true. No, that's true. I mean, it's true. Uh, so do you struggle with that? I don't because I, I, cause I tend to be attracted to feminine men and no but in, with yourself with if my... someone would ever say ricky is being queenie it you, if they would call you queen i or... feel this sting but then some but not but not a big sting but what's the sting? like i don't I see think... i don't understand here i i think i know why it's not a big deal for me one i feel it's empowering for me it's become it, empowering uh it's very empowering for me to be an effeminate man and it's be, become to empower- be different from it's everyone else empowering. because that's empowering. It's become empowering. Uh, Does it depend two- who is saying it? Yes. Or, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And how? And how? Yeah. And number two, I came out really young, and my family has See, been nothing not. but supportive. And they're like, "Yeah, no kidding. Go clean your room." That that's exactly how my coming out was. Um, so gayness never factored. Gay into was that. never an issue. Yeah. I think I struggle because I don't consider myself gay. Mm-hmm. I say more like. That's why I identify either queer or for other folks, I'll say pansexual because there's a more of a spectrum, right? I lean towards more men, but more towards men, but it, there's a spectrum, right? And I've had relationships with women in the past yeah. and there's just this complexity, but I think it's how it's said, right? And I even feel like by me saying queer as opposed to choosing a side, choosing a, frame, a, a word, it, 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 I don't know. It's weird. 
for me. I know that, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I'm not of the camp of like gay man. I'm like, ew, vagina. Ew. <laughs> like, right? What was it with the the Bean golden silver? Oh, oh, the gold. <laughs> Good lord! That's what someone told me yesterday. So. The gold and the silver. <laughs> Oh yeah, the uh, gold platinum gay. Platinum gay. Wow. Oh, those. Oh, the gold gay. I was a C-section. Yeah. I haven't even. I haven't even I gone near that thing. I haven't even passed through one. <laughs> <laughs> On her way to work, girl. <laughs> they had to cut me out. I said, "No, ma'am." <laughs> Oh this bitch caused problems from the inside. But no, I could say that I've definitely found it to be more empowering recently, like the past few years, right? Like just really owning owning my fucking flamboyancy and saying, whatever, who the fuck cares? Like, who gives a shit? How have you found the experience of being gay in Phoenix? Has it been like... I f- does, um, does Phoenix in particular have a, I don't know. I have some great flavor? friends. I mm-hmm. dating scene is terrible in my opinion. No. <laughs> but that's well, just, that could be anywhere. But I don't know. I feel like we're particularly. Shady. I uh, I lived in Texas and it was terrible there too. So well, I feel like it has nothing sucks. to do with it's the, the scene. It's a red state. <laughs> so far, it sounds like two red states. Anyways, yeah. well, it's funny because I've only really been. I've really only been like participating in Phoenix culture maybe uh-huh. for like the last four years or so. Okay, and in like the past four years. The Phoenix gay world, it, it is. Girlfriend, she is small. Yeah. No, yeah. She true. is small. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. You've been like heavily connected with the gay community, like working for different nonprofits mm-hmm. and whatnot. For a long time. And it was so much where I got gay burnout. That's what I call it. Gay burnout. As my as my German ritual professor once said, elaborate. <laughs> elaborate, <laughs> please. It was, you know, it was, I was involved with a lot of organizations and ran a non- gay nonprofit, uh, LGBT nonprofit, and... um I don't know. It was just I was around one group of people for a long time, all the time, and uh, and then during that time there was a lot of toxic things that went on. Um, and I said I'm going to take a break and step away. And I think that break is still happening because it's a lot for me to go into a gay bar now. Yeah, even though I mean I perform or whatever. And, it, and but it was the opposite for a long time. I would go with my friends that are straight to a straight bar, and I don't know if you had this feeling. You're like. It's boring here. Yeah, this sucks yeah, here. Nothing on, like, goes. Part, nothing yeah. goes on. <laughs> and why are the drinks so expensive? No one has their shirt off. Yeah. All valid observations. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. a, a gay bar pour is a real thing. Yes, yeah. it is. I'm no longer a drinker, but the gay bar pour. Holy shit! Yeah, I have straight friends that go to gay so bars good. because of the pour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight guy friends. Yep. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 that pour drink. the drinks are heavy. They it's pour like, heavy there. It's like yes. three for ones, yeah. Yeah, heavy straight pours. Bars, straight bars, they have those little fucking silver And they combs, actually measure them out? Little measure, ugh. Yeah, I like the the pour when they're like saying hi to you and kikiing with you and kiss you on the cheek and the home. And at the same time, they're still pouring. And the cup runneth over <laughs> yeah. with the smearing off, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, we got a let me put a little bit of mixer in there, it. yeah. It was funny, though. It's two for one. <laughs> my bro- my brother was visiting me in the last couple of years and I brought him to The Rock and there was a show going on and it was, it was just an interesting experience because he kept uh, like pulling me aside. He's like, okay, Brad, do I, do I call him a he? Do I call she a she? Like he just wanted to make sure he got it right. Mm-hmm. There was an awareness that there was like a queerness about the space and there's there's like a subversion of norms and rules happening. Yeah. yeah. And it was just interesting to me that he had that awareness and maybe I should have... Uh, maybe I shouldn't have been quite so shocked, but I was like, oh, there's like a keen interest in yeah. how, to, how to participate in this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, I found it really interesting. Did you explain it all? Because that's a that's a long conversation. Yeah, to the <laughs> to, to the best of my ability. Um, you know, just yesterday I was explaining to someone what preferred gender pronouns are. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you know, if you know the stuff, spread the word, right? Yeah, right. like that's yeah. that's kind of our duty. Yeah, I mean, well, you could ask. Yeah, there's no harm in asking the person what you prefer, they prefer mm-hmm. to be called. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're seeing that a lot actually at the commission. Uh, we just recently included our pronouns in our email signatures yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and i'm seeing that a lot more yeah i have that in Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's not a thing but a lot of us do it here yeah 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 Yeah. i mean it's just the way yeah it's stating your politics exactly you know up front right it's doing it right we talk about it like the existence of latinx right sure because like the conjugation of it doesn't make sense but however but use the utilization of the word is the 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 activism question for you sure so i so i see i I hear this term latinx often Mm -hmm. um and I and I hear one one sort of one half of the of the thought being like yes that's the word to use and I've heard other Latinx people be like ah oh, we don't use that word that's yeah that's no it's a real, that's real. is yeah, that yeah, yeah. is there you like know, is there a language politic you, about Latinx there you know what it been. reminds me of oh go ahead go ahead no go ahead no you no you know it reminds me of like um the way we identify ourselves has evolved throughout the years if you tell my mom if you call my mom a chicana she will rip your face off okay uh she's like you are not using that word yeah because chicano in of itself as a term was a political she's like you're not a political using that, yeah. uh, reference right she, she does not like it at all i uh, mean i mean i don't know if you listen i'm whatever but i mean when i first took over teatro bravo mm-hmm. when, when i was looking at rewriting the mission um, one of the things is I was calling us a Chicano theater company, mm-hmm. and I was warned to be careful because yep. the politics that are related to that, yeah. right? So I think you you know you're absolutely right, Brad. Like I think there is a different um, there are different conversations happening in our communities about Latinx because I think it's a, a you know it's more um, I don't know I guess you could say it's younger generation or is really pushing for mm-hmm. it, but there's a lot of like um, linguists that are like it just doesn't make sense though it doesn't mm-hmm. translate gotcha. and and. So well, someone was telling me. Well, that, you like, know, I feel like people who are in, who are into activism, those yes, are the people that are pushing for that it. are definitely pushing for it, right? But uh, and because I've had these conversations who are not involved in that situation, because, because I've had these conversations with Marvin Gonzalez, who's mm-hmm. a playwright, and he, you know, as a writer, you know, lived in Mexico writing, you know, and and has studied the great literature of Mexico, and he's just like, I get it, and I will use it, but he was like, linguistically, it doesn't make sense, right? When my friends from Mexico are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't right. know why you're worrying about yeah. this? <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i'm hearing is like maybe this week's kukui is like fear of things we can't easily define <laughs> right? right with like right. whether whether it's someone performing gender exactly. or whether it's someone's exactly. sort of yeah. ethnic identity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know it is it's so <laughs> it's so complex western white people love to do that. they love to put things neatly in boxes and put it away mm. Do you have anything going on that you want to share with folks? A little, uh, any like uh, thing you want to plug? Any show? When's uh? Here's the time. When? 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 If our public oh wants to meet Miss Kim, uh, where? When? How? See this full drag that you're wearing right now. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> All up my, in yags, this one. I know, in, yeah. in, in, in the open-toed flip-flops. And, uh, <laughs> and the this Swiss wig, Army girl. Got it. Look at that. Mm. The higher the hair. <laughs> no, uh, actually having a kind of light month, which is a little real. It kind of it comes it comes and goes. It ebbs and mm-hmm. flows. Like some months, it's like stacked, right? Which is great. It's great, you know, supplemental income. But uh, no, August, uh, I'll have my every third Friday of the month at TGIF. Thank Grande, it's Friday with Espresso Grande. Yay! Cruising seventh, so that starts at ten thirty. Super fun show. Super fun showroom. 
Um, I have my monthly bing. Oh no, she didn't at the Womack. That's the That's funniest the, title. I, I know. I gotta go see it's, this. It's it's so silly. We have a good time. Um, and free to play. Uh, so that's uh, seven to nine on the last Tuesday of the month. Okay. And am I doing Charlie's this month? I think. Ooh. Does she do, does she have a Facebook? Huh? Miss oh, Kim, Miss Kim Etiquette does have a Facebook. Send me a friend request. Oh, there Miss we go. Miss Kim Etiquette. Miss Kim Etiquette. Mm-hmm. Miss Kim Etiquette from Connecticut. I am doing Charlie's the last Sunday of this month with Miss Pussy Lahoot. Oh, yay. Um, the, legendary. Yep. Yeah, the legendary. August, August 25th. Mm-hmm. She won't go away. <laughs> oh, my God. She <laughs> Pussy Lahoot. So... She just did a, filmed a stand-up. She is so something. funny. Really? Yeah. At the, I think it was at Cover Blue Live. Uh, I she, wish I want to see that girl. Yeah. Girl, just listening to her external monologue about the world around. I just I find her so fun. She, we were talking about somebody in the dressing room last time, and she's an older older broad, and she's just like in the mirror putting her like eyeliner on. She's like, the heavy hand of time slapped the fuck out of that bitch. That's shade. And I'm just like, and I like, I clutched the pearls I was not wearing. Girl. <laughs> Oh. I hope no one ever says that about me. The heavy, the heavy hand, hand of, of time. time slap the fuck out of that bitch. Oh, what a dream! That is fucking so amazing. But anywho, yes, couple gigs this month. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to check out Miss Pussy Lahoot and give out a good in action, yeah. check out Charlie's. But wear some face cream, please. <laughs> you don't want that comment. Oops, I'm just summer drag is no joke, y'all. Uh. Yeah, I gotta keep that moisturized. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about you, Ernie? What do you got coming up? Um, I'm at uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Uh, oh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club, August 25th. I'm at Palabras Bookstore for the Spanglish Comedy Show, which I'm producing on the 20. I'm sorry, on the 31st. Very nice. And um, and the 15th. The Railroad Story Slam. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the worst hype man for me. All of that's on ErnieRTs.com. Uh, please check it out. How, how about you, Ricky? Uh, I'm doing good. Let's see. You can find out more about me on Ricky Rise on Facebook or Ricky Rise at 602 on Instagram. And I will be in Edward Tulane, which I'll play sometime soon. I don't know. Playing the other man. Playing the, the other, other man. man. The other man. The, the other other they, man. The other, they should, play, other. They should, they should uh, uh, spell it like that in the program. The other. The other. The, the other. The other man. Other man. Murder, she sat down and wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you guys for having this. Awesome. Yeah, this is my first podcast. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I've never done a podcast before. Well, we have some advice for you. Okay. So remember if you hear the door creak, if you see the lights flicker, if it feels like something's there, it's not your imagination. Run, perras! It's the cuckoo!